There's a drive in Kelly for like serious self-worth. Get curious about sex. I'm not only going to woo my partner, but I'm going to woo myself. And then meditate. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a monk. You're not always in control. And it was like pride, not have periods, not have emotions. I'm going to need to feel everything. I found in those shattered pieces my truth. We're just piling more shame and judgment on top of the original problem. You're sick. Your body's revolting against you. Epstein-Barr virus, cytomegalovirus. These are things that can be simmering on you that you don't know. And they're the trigger for your problem. Making the connection between your mind and your body, your emotional needs. That is how we heal. You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Well, hello. Do I have a treat for you today? Because I recorded this podcast a few weeks ago when I was in LA And things have changed a little bit, as you know, and I would like to give you a little update on this conversation. So I talked to my incredibly wonderful, brilliant, beautiful friend, Danielle Page, who is a spiritual teacher and astrologer. And in this conversation, she did a reading of my chart. We went through everything coming up in my life currently and moving forward and what she was seeing for me. And it was just a really beautiful conversation around surrendering and letting go of control and how we can rely on astrological readings to support us and what's going on. What's happened since then is a lot of questions around psychics, astrologers, intuitives, not having predicted this. And I had posted a meme about it and she was like, girl, let me tell you, I called this and not for her ego, but she wants people to understand that this has been something that people in the spiritual world, astrologers, psychics, intuitives have been talking about. To give a little context of what I'm saying, she posted something yesterday, which I thought was really, really important. She said that no astrologer is in shock right now because they saw this coming. And she put this up in, I believe it was November of last year, talking about what was going to be coming up. She said, I knew shit was coming. I was trying to remain calm, Purposely did not mention a lot of different things because I didn't want to scare anyone as I have a responsibility to share without scaring. But she's saying that reports have come back that a lot of the first cases of Corona were in November or December, regardless if it was in September, for example, this is when the shift started really coming to the surface. 2019 was already feeling this shift. So just because You didn't see it in the media doesn't mean it wasn't happening. It's time for us to move beyond that. And so if you go to her page on the post where it says swipe left, go swipe left. She explains that she has some archive stories from November 22nd of 2019. And she wanted to explain what she was seeing. So she talks about the energy changes happening And I'm going to play you a little clip from that so you can hear what she's talking about. We're in this major window of a cosmic and 3D shit. And um, there is a lot of changes happening from now until January, even January beyond. Massive restructuring in our consciousness. And so whatever the world needs to do to get our attention uh, might happen. So... Just running some calculations here. (laughs) Um, I feel like December is going to be a very, very, very pivotal time. And um, I feel like some shit's going to go down. What that could be, I don't know. Um, I, I, 
I just feel like it's going to be massive. It's like, it's not about fear. It's just saying there's some major astrological events coming up. Whoa. Okay. Not that she specifically said coronavirus is coming down, but this was amazing to me to see that she talked about such a giant global shift happening. And that is what we are seeing now. So I would love for you to go ahead and check out Daniel Page. She's at I am Daniel Page on Instagram and get to know a little bit more about her. I absolutely love this woman. And this is a really, really vulnerable, raw conversation that I think will really serve so many of us at this point for a variety of reasons. Also, don't forget that Soulfire Productions is expanding and we recently added an amazing show called The Uncensored Empath, hosted by my incredible friend, Sarah Small. And Sarah has a background in chronic illness, but she also gets a lot into trauma work and does so much incredible teaching around spirituality and business and growth. And I cannot recommend this show enough. She is such an incredible interviewer. I loved being on her show. She has a beautiful story herself, and I will be putting that on our show very, very soon. So be sure to check out The Uncensored Empath, and I will drop that link in the show notes. All right, let's get to this incredible conversation with the one and only Danielle Page. So there's lots of things to look at in your chart and it really depends on what somebody wants. However, the first thing that I'm seeing is really, really beautiful and I had to make sure. Um, so I just started working with fixed stars a little while ago and fixed stars, um, they're very powerful, especially if you have a planet or an angle on fixed star Regulus, which is at 29 degrees of Leo. And your rising sign is at 28 degrees of Leo, which is amazing. So Regulus is having a planet there or a point. It's about fame. It's about um, notoriety. It's, um, it's the, how do I say this? It's like the strongest energy there is one of the strongest energies like in the universe. So having your rising sign on there, it's like amplifies you. So it's a supporting energy behind there. So it's like, no matter, listen, I'm not going to say you're not going to go through stuff because we all do. That's the human journey. So no one's getting out of that as we know. So, you know, well, screw you, Danielle. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> like that's the reality. I wish I did I, not have you here to say that I to know. me. <laughs> so you're going to get a million dollars and everything is going to be great for the rest of your life. Yeah. I and your I boobs are that. never going to sag. Boobs and... are never going to sag. Wait till you turn 40, honey. Let me tell you, I seriously didn't believe any of it. And I looked in the mirror and I'm like, <gasps> what the fuck? but I'm like, I love myself even with my tits down to my toes. <laughs> Preach we, girl. <laughs> that could be a quote, tits down to your toes. Okay. So going back to this, you have your ascendant on Regulus, which is huge. It's just such supportive energy. It's, I don't even actually, I'm, at a loss of words right now, which is not good because we're on a podcast and I should be saying this, but the reality is I don't even have the words. It's supportive. It's, um, exciting. It's, um, beneficial. It's about um, money and wealth and it's just, and it's something that you have in your chart. So it's just like having a little secret weapon in your back pocket your whole life that even if shit hits the fan, which it will, right? you have a higher way out or you have something else or you have more supportive energy. And it's also, you have a lot of Leo in your chart. So not only are you a Leo rising, a moon in Leo, 
Your chart ruler, which is the sun, sits in the fifth house along with one, two, three, four, four planets, another asteroid. So five different things in the fifth house, which is the house of Leo, which is creative self-expression. So you have to express yourself um, creatively. You came here to know yourself. You came here to be yourself. You came here to shine your light to the world and not hide it. And on top of that, you have all these planets in Sag because you are a Sag and Sag is about sharing your truth and sharing your mission and, and being very direct being very blunt and other people might not appreciate it or might not like it, but you're like, well, that's what it is. And the story, like, let's move on. Then you also have three grand fire trines. And that's when um, three or more planets connect to each other and they're all in the same element. And when it's in fire, it's all about inspiration, finding the positive, even when things are going down and lighting people up, um, really strong intuition as well. So it's just, it comes in like flashes. So that's just an intro to your chart. Yeah. You have a lot of fire energy. So you're here to get stuff done. That's what I do. I'm also a manifester. So I'm learning more about human design. I don't know too much about it. You could probably tell me more about what's the basis behind manifesting. I'm curious. Like everything I say or speak or touch becomes what it's meant to be. Yes. Touch me, please. Let me Let convince you into existence. Yeah. It's my whole life has been that way. And that's why I constantly speak what I see and feel and want, um, verbally, because even when it's at the very beginning of a creation or an idea, if I speak it out, it is going to happen every and, part of my life. And that's because of all the fire in your chart. I mean, it's packed and fire is like, what is a fire? It needs to start. It needs to activate. It needs to get stuff done. So it's super, super important. So I would say you being a manifester on top of three grand trines in fire, um, your ascendant on Regulus, your moon in Leo, your rising sign in Leo, and then a packed fifth house, which is the house of Leo. And it's also in Sagittarius, which is fire makes you a manifester. Ah, uh, snap. Yeah, I, I know. Like this. You were saying something about in two years from now, things changing. What yeah. So I don't have, there's something called, I just pulled this up on astro.com. So this is just like the basic um, mm-hmm. chart reading. So usually I have a book, um, the ephemeris and I, I didn't bring it with me, but it's okay. Cause I see Uranus coming to your MC. So Uranus is a planet, and these are talking about transits. Uranus is a planet about revelation, revolution, shaking things up, um, dismantling the status quo. Um, Like if you thought you were shaking stuff up now, just wait with Uranus. It literally breaks you out of your old paradigm and it brings in a higher consciousness. So it's like Kundalini energy. It's um, in the realm of the psychic realm you know, just the quantum realm. Okay. So that's, that's Uranus. It's not really earthbound. It's everything beyond everything that I love to talk about that really shocks people and shakes shit up is Uranus because I have a strong Uranus in my chart. So you have Uranus coming to your MC, which is your career angle. And I just looked at the dates here. I looked at the degrees and it's going to be roughly two years. I'm like, Oh, in roughly two years, there's going to be a big change in your career, but it's like, don't worry it'll make more sense as you get to that, but there is going to be a shift in how you deliver information, how you're seen, how you, um, what you do. And sometimes it's hard two years in advance to guess what that is. And normally I don't go that far out, but I just saw it and we were talking and then you told me about your intuitive who said the same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> because the chart doesn't lie. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Cause she doesn't work with a chart. Um, yeah. and she told me when well, we talked like two weeks ago and she said, in two years, I see a massive shift in what yeah. you're doing with your career, yeah. which is funny. Cause I feel like we're on this trajectory of with the media company and doing the podcast. And I'm like, but what could be? So I love that you asked that. And I want everyone to understand this is we only know what we can see right now. 
So there's always so much more, but we're not at the consciousness level of it yet. But that doesn't mean like you're not evolved or I'm not evolved or someone else isn't. We're just only at the consciousness that we can see right now. So even if I told you, which I don't know exactly what it is, but even if I'm like, oh, you're going to be doing this, this, and this, if that's on your consciousness right now, you're going to disregard it and be like, oh, okay, it doesn't even make sense until you're there. Right? right. So just know that as you get to this two-year mark, and there's obviously going to be other things going on in your chart, you're going to evolve to that consciousness. And then so much more comes in, but we can't see it now because it's like, we're blind mm. to it. And then slowly our eyes open up to it more and more. So I think something too, we talk to astrologers or intuitives or psychics, and we get very attached to a date yes, or a time. yes, And so then if you've said in two years, whatever, something's going to happen with your career. And in two years, I'm not seeing this thing that I thought it was supposed to be. I feel like, well, I can't trust that or right. what happened. There's so much else that yes. goes into this. Can you mm -hmm. explain sort of the, the framework for whether it's astrology, reading charts, psychic energy, and why it's not always exactly the way it was said it was going to be. I love this question. I'm so glad you asked this. And so here's the thing. Normally we're just chit-chatting and we're talking. So that's why I said this, but it also just came through and you needed to hear this. But normally I would give someone a time frame of, okay, it starts between this and this, then it goes forward, then the planet retrogrades, and then it goes forward again. So I'd give you a time frame. This is what I've seen in astrology. So astrology doesn't limit us where it doesn't tell us exactly what's going to happen. But because we're energy beings and the energy is aspecting our birth chart, which is our soul essence and our soul blueprint, we do shift. There's no way out of it. However, if we think it's going to be a certain way, that's the biggest thing about spirituality is us letting go of how we think it should be and bringing and allowing it to br be brought in the way it needs to be. So if anyone says, oh, in two years, they told me this is going to happen. And um, let's just say, I'm going to meet my dream man. I'm going to get married and have this wedding. It looks like this, this, this. Well, that's the story that they made up. That's not the reality of actually what's going to come in for their soul. So we can see a change happening with career. Um, and then if I look deeper, I could look in, and actually it is very connected to career because it's um, going to hit the ruler, which is Venus and Venus is in your sixth house of day-to-day -day work. So there's a lot in, about spirituality. Okay. But it's never going to be the way we think it's going to be because we're thinking it from our old consciousness. And what is Uranus? Uranus is the great awakener. It's a new consciousness coming in. And so sometimes Uranus comes around and this, it's funny you ask this question because it's so perfect for Uranus. Uranus, you cannot predict. I know there will be a change and I know things will shake up, but how it's going to be, I don't know. And it's not my job to tell you because Uranus is like an earthquake. We're in California right now. We know there could be an earthquake at any moment. That would be hysterical if there was an earthquake oh right God. now. <laughs> <laughs> Call that shit. Yeah, I know. That'd be so funny. But we don't know when it's going to happen and we don't know how bad it's going to be. That's Uranus. We can see it coming, but Uranus is about shock and surprise. And it does that because it gets you out of your old paradigm and it brings in something new. So sometimes when Uranus comes around, um, and especially if it's not hitting for you, but if Uranus was sitting on top of um, Venus and people are in a relationship, I would say to them, okay, so we obviously know that there needs to be a change in the relationship. And I would say 99.9% .9 of the time, if they're honest with themselves, they'd be like, yeah, we've been talking about stuff and things need to change. And I'm like, okay, great. So this doesn't mean a breakup. It could if you decide that, but it means that the relationship can't keep continuing on the same. So how are you going to bring in your new energy? How is he or she going to bring in their new energy? 
And how are you guys going to move forward in a different way? Because Uranus is saying, and it's actually demanding a higher consciousness and you to move to a different plane of existence. So sometimes that means old relationships fall away, but that doesn't have to be right. If two people want to work it out and continue together. So the point of me saying that is I never know exactly what's going to happen because that's our free will. Right. But you do see patterns now in terms of psychic energy. I'm very impressed that your um, intuitive gave you a time frame because I do believe it's very hard. And when I get psychic information and we all do, sometimes we see something right in front of us and it happens right away. And then sometimes it's a month later, sometimes it's a year later, sometimes you're like still waiting for something to happen because there's no time in the quantum realm. So sure, sometimes they could, like you can hear like two years or three months or whatever, but there is no time in the quantum realm. I mean, I've literally seen my engagement ring and this was now 10 years ago, I saw my engagement ring. Well, there's not one here, yeah. <laughs> but I've seen it. You're like, let me double check. Yeah, and, and my daughter- <laughs> in spirit has come through to me several times, giving me her name, talked to me, told me she's coming through quicker than I, I even uh, know or can imagine. And I'm like, okay, we'll go find your daddy and that'll be great. You know? <laughs> so there's no time in the quantum realm. So it's amazing that she was able to, he or she, whoever that was, was she, able to yeah. give you the information. But what I love about astrology is it gives you timing because I see the dates when things come through. But to answer your question, long story short, too late, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out because it depends on your consciousness level and what you do with it. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing anything with my relationship in there? Oh, I haven't even looked for that. You have Saturn moving into the seventh house. So that's going to dip in um, this spring. Saturn is about responsibility and discipline and structure. The seventh house is the house of relationships. So it's going to dip in. So, and then it goes back out because it retrogrades and then it goes forward like the end of this year and into 2021. Can't believe we're saying that word. I know. Um, so you're going to get a taste this spring and Saturn is, listen, I've seen people get married with um, Saturn going to seventh house, or I've seen people that are single and it's like, they really have to work things out and figure out what kind of partner they want to bring in. So Saturn, all it, I can't say what Saturn's going to do, but Saturn in the seventh house makes you get real. It's like, okay, what are we doing with this? Where are we going? You know, it's, it's almost like we could all be in the honey and I'm not saying you are, but just in general, we could all be in the honeymoon period and that's fun. And then Saturn comes around and is like, okay, do you want kids? Where do you want to live? How do you want to raise them? Do you believe in religion? Do you not believe in religion? Like it asks all the questions. So it's good because Saturn is the glue that keeps things together. So it really helps you sustain a relationship. So I've never seen people get married without having Saturn somewhere and doing something because it is a grounding force. Because if not, it's just like you're up in the clouds and like that's just a temporary thing. So Saturn puts some permanence to something. Mm -hmm. So it's making you ask the question. So there might be a little bit more seriousness. Now, I know that you guys openly talk about stuff. Um, so you're obviously communicating already. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this could be for you two to go deep into how are we changing? What do I want? What do you want? How are we going to do this together? And it just, it gets very real. Yeah. That sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. I feel like that's what's coming. Yeah. Well, and we're, we've almost been together for a year. And so there's just, uh, there's uh. a lot and we live together and we have two dogs now and we run a company know, together. So it's like, I think those conversations are on the horizon because it's so important for us in our own growth individually and collectively, as we have shifted our lives so much, that so stuff much. has to come up so much. And that's important. And I think it's, um, what you're sharing is it's not to fear the conversations, right? Because 
we're just humans on this globe. What are we doing? Right. So we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to make sense of everything. And, um, that's a relationship is let's have these hard conversations to make sure we're aligned and make sure it feels right and make sure it feels good. And so there will be some stuff coming in for spring, but I don't see it as negative. I don't actually see anything in the birth chart as positive or negative. I see it as different frequencies and different energies. And if we're open to them, they can all, they're all here to assist us. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I really, I don't see astrology as something to scare people to, um, or anything to create stories to hold on to. It's just a tool to help you understand your journey. And then when you can actually ascend above it, it's understanding that, okay, Saturn might be coming in or Uranus might be coming in, but I'm still going to work with manifesting and I'm still going to work with creating my thoughts and keeping my vibration aligned with what I want. And then so be it what comes through, because there are things that we can't control, but I'm going to um, control my vibration and my energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you something. Oh yeah. I've never been able to ask anyone before. So I'm very excited about this. When did Uranus become Uranus? (laughs) I was like, what are you asking? I know. Um, I think it's always been, and I think people just call it that. Yeah. So it was third grade when the boys decided like, no, we got to call this Uranus. Yes. Really? Yeah. I have been wondering this for years. I mean, I'm glad I'm here to help you with this. So funny. I'm glad I can uh, make you sleep better at night now. Yeah. But I mean, we'll so call it Uranus silly. for you. My goodness gracious. Yeah. I just, it would be really funny to me if I heard an astrologer call it Uranus. I would die. I, I would be, I don't think I'd be able to keep a straight face. I think you should do that randomly one I'd time. I'd just be in the middle of like a workshop says. or I'd be like on stage and be like, Uranus is. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Other thing, because yeah. when this episode comes out, I don't know what the planet's going to be doing. Lord knows. But I, I, who knows? It's changing every day. I know. Mercury is in retrograde yeah. right now. Can you explain this to me? Because I like your take. Yeah. You don't take stuff so seriously. Nah. Everyone else is like, the world is ending. Mercury is in Because retrograde. they don't know. Right. So explain this. Break <laughs> it down, to. girl. And then I also want to talk about your North Node and South Node, because I think that's really important. Okay. Okay. So Mercury retrograde. The reason why it became popular is I honestly, it's social media. So thank God for social media because it's making, you know, demystifying a little bit of astrology, but at the same time, people that have no idea what they're doing are spreading stuff on social media, which is nothing new. (laughs) So everyone's like mercury retrograde, prepare, stay under shelter, (laughs) put your helmet on. The sky is falling. And it just cracks me up from my point of view to see this because We have something called eclipse season and I'll explain Mercury, but I want to explain this too. We have eclipse season and eclipse season is roughly every six months. And it is, it's a powerful, powerful changes. Okay. For our soul and our journey. It's not that we should um, be afraid of anything, but if there's ever any ruckus, (laughs) it's usually should be connected to eclipse season because that's when big things change in our life. Okay. And it's like, all of a sudden the job we had is gone. The relationship is gone. I'm now didn't know who I am. I'm figuring something else out. It's like huge shifts. Okay. So those are big trajectories in our life. So that is something where, and we feel it because, um, it's basically a slip in the electromagnetic field. And so we all get altered. Mm. Okay. So energetically we feel that now mercury going retrograde is not that big of a deal. It is something because everything is something, 
But for people to freak out about it, it's like just low vibration. It's really low. Here's the thing. I say Mercury retrograde is like a little kid brother poking you. Like sometimes it's annoying because listen, I'm not saying that it doesn't do anything. It does. It Mercury rules information and communication and getting information from point A to point B. So that's why conversations sometimes get skewed and also Mercury rules technology. And so our phones sometimes slow down. Um, you know, our computers might not work. It's because it's connected to the electromagnetic field. So yes, it affects things, but the freak out is unnecessary. So let me explain this further. Mercury doesn't actually go backwards. It, from our perspective here on earth, it appears to go backwards. So it's like, we're sitting on a train and looking at another like train or, or um, a subway. And it, when it goes fast, it almost looks like it's going slow. So our perspective gets skewed. So that's why data comes in slower. The email doesn't work and it's annoying. So it is annoying, but that being said, it's also a beautiful time for us to take a pause go backwards. It's actually a very yin period from the universe where it's like, let's not make any major decisions. I mean, a lot of people do break up during Mercury retrograde because all these things are coming up and all these fights are happening and it, it's bringing up stuff. But I always say, don't have, don't make any major life changing decisions. Think about it, maybe talk about it and wait for it to go direct because when it goes direct, the energy is going to be different. And just like we all might've like, there might've been a full moon and we're like, oh, I overreacted then, right? We've all done that. Yes. And then afterwards you're like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just that same energy. So it's good to bring up conversation, you know, exes return. Sometimes we see a lot of exes it's just the energy, like they're feeling it. And people are like, oh, I miss this person or I want to reach out because everything gets skewed. Mm. Information gets skewed. So skewed, not in a negative way, skewed in also a very psychic way. So we're also more open to psychic realms and we see things differently, but that doesn't always mean it's going to play out on in the 3D realm because there's multiple possibilities in the quantum field that can play out all the time. So sometimes we can envision something and then it doesn't happen. And then we're like, oh, I don't trust myself. But it's not that you can't trust yourself. It's that that wasn't actually likely to happen, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't truth and it wasn't a, a probability. Does that mm, make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so that's why when you're working with spirit and you're working with all this, it's not black and white. It's gray. The universe is gray. There's so much gray area. You can't have black and white when you're working with spirit. Mm -hmm. Did you live a black and white life before you tapped into this energy? Yeah. So in some ways, yes. And in some ways, no, because I always felt like there was something more, but I didn't have the words or understanding for what it was. So I always, you know, was very intuitive, but I don't even think I had the word intuitive back then, but I just would sense things. Like I would meet someone, I'm like, they're not a good person or they're a good person or, or don't, you know, stay away from them. Like I would always sense that. And I would have some dreams that would tell me things, but I would never actually think about it too much. And then when I had my spiritual awakening at 30, which I had no idea it was coming, I was like basically blasted open. Everything in my life was taken from me and I was blasted open and it was, it was so psychic and I was seeing spirits and seeing things. And I was terrified because I didn't know what was happening. And then I, once I started listening to spirit, it was like, okay, sit in meditation. And I'm like, what the hell is meditation? And I would sit there with like one eye open looking around. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, like I really had no idea what to do. This was, this was back in like 2000. Eight, okay. So like we've come a long way. Yes. Yeah. So I basically spirit taught me everything. I just would listen. So 
we think spirit is like a person being like, okay, now Danielle, you're going to go to air one and you're going to get that latte you want. I mean, listen, it's, it could come in like that. Spirit but tells me to go to air one. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, could we get sponsored by air one? Because I spent all my money there. I'm there every day. Literally. So that was just a little, um, we were talking about that beforehand. Yeah, so everyone's like, what's air one? LA basic bitch conversation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Basic spirit bitches. Basic spirit bitches. I love that. So it's, it's, sometimes it could be direct like that, but the reality is it's just subtle whispers that we hear. And we're like, I just have this feeling to do this. Like you had this feeling to start this media thing. You had this feeling to go to Colorado. You had this feeling or Denver, Denver. Yeah. yeah you're in Denver. Yeah. Um, you had this feeling to do this and that's spirit putting it in and our highest self, which is the same thing, something different. I mean, we do have spirit guides, but we also connect with our higher self. So it's just listening to the subtle. So in some ways I was black and white because I didn't know, but I was always like, no, there's something, but I had no context of what that is. So then when I had my spiritual awakening, I was like, we talk about like coming out of the closet, right? But in quotes. And once I found out I was in the spiritual closet, I was like, fuck this. I slammed the door open and I was like, here I am. I'm like, I would have come out sooner, but I didn't know I was in it myself. Right. <laughs> and then I was, I had no shame of sharing anything. Cause I'm like, this is who I am. This is my truth. This is me. So once I understood it, I was like, oh my God, I've never felt happier in my life. I just didn't know what it was before. So I swung that door open and I'm like, here I am. And here are the spirits. And this is what we're going to talk about. And I don't give a fuck if you don't like it because I've never been happier in my life. Mm. I just had no, I had no words or consciousness for it. Like it just wasn't my time before. What did it feel like for you to have that ability to talk to spirit, hear it, trust your intuition and be genuinely authentic yourself? Oh my God. It was my whole life. I always felt very alone, alone, alone. And, um, you know, I have great parents. Um, they're very loving, but you know, they have their stuff as well. And so I wouldn't say my childhood was like the most beaver cleaver, you know, Um, but they loved me. They, you know, they just showed it in the best way they knew how, but I couldn't conceptualize that when I was younger. So I did always have this feeling of just feeling alone and different. And I would cry about it a lot growing up. And then once I connected with this, which is the spiritual awakening is just a deeper connection to your heart and your soul. So once I connected to my soul, which I didn't know I if I knew ahead of time, I would have done it or sooner. I just had no idea. It felt like this coming home and this peace. And I stopped feeling the loneliness and loneliness that I felt my entire life. So 30 years of feeling like no job. I've never liked any job before. And I thought there was something wrong with me. You know, I was just not happy with a lot of things. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? And then, then we go down the spiral of like, oh my God, am I just not happy? Well, is nothing ever going to make me happy? And so that's a hard pill to swallow as well. And so it was just this peace and love and it's basically lack of separation. When you say it was like coming home, I really resonate with that because I have felt that multiple times. I don't know how to ask this question. I'm trying to conceptualize like a feeling, but coming home, I think can be vague if you've never felt it. Yes. Right. Like you and I both know what that feels like. Yes. How would you describe what home is in your body. I'm just trying to feel into it so I could describe the words, but it feels like wholeness, fullness, like a, a feeling of completion, a feeling of love. 
it's like you basically stop looking anywhere else mm. and you're just in peace in this moment. Mm. I love that. Yeah. yeah it's a, I think a lot of us do a constant reaching to try and fill the void, fill our cup with other yeah. people, validation things. And the more you are home and fill yourself up, the less you reach out. Yeah. And it's interesting in the society we're in, even in like wellness, where it's a constant reaching. Tell me I'm enough. Tell me I'm pretty. Like my picture. And the need for that validation is so much less when you just have this inner knowing. Do you yes. experience that? A hundred and ten percent. And I, if anyone follows me, they're going to see very quickly that I don't prescribe to most of what society deems acceptable and I do my own thing and I teach everyone that the power is within you and to not look out and none of the stuff matters. Like I constantly talk about why is everyone talking about now? I mean, it's one thing to, you know, listen, I'm successful in my career now and I'm really proud and happy of it, but why are we constantly like every post is six, seven figures, six, seven figures. It's actually really annoying. And now that would sound like someone that's not making money and I'm, I don't need to justify, but I'm saying I am and I'm okay. And it's okay for a post here and there. And listen, it's okay for what anyone wants to do because it's their journey. But if you have a constant need to keep sharing everything about your Chanel purse, about your this and that, then you're obviously lacking something inside. And that's what social media is. Mm -hmm. And I don't prescribe to that. Mm. So how do we, I think a lot of us have been in that place, especially, I think that's kind of what your twenties is. <laughs> Absolutely. And listen, I'm older than most people right. that interview me and stuff. I've been through so much. And so I want to share that wisdom because I yeah. get it. I yeah. get what it feels like to be 20 and be totally lost and want that gratification. Please. I was chasing men right and left, like doing all the things that you shouldn't do in my twenties, you know, and then thirties still doing it and then learning. But now at 41, I'm turning 42. I'm in a different place in my life and I've learned so much. So I want to share that wisdom with people because I've been through a lot. Yeah. How do <laughs> you know? I and I love that. And you're so right. I can't wait to be 40 because I'm like, I can't wait to give no fucks. And you want your tits to be down to your yes. tits? <laughs> I'm like, fine, I'll take saggy tits if I can give no fucks. Actually, mine are not bad. Mine are bad. They're you still got good. great tits, girl. <laughs> They're still good. Yeah. Um, how, do we, how do we get to the point where we realize we don't need all these things and that all this shit just doesn't matter? How do we detach from what we've been taught about it? I think we have to first look at like what we're chasing and we have to almost observe ourselves from a higher perspective mm. because sometimes we're so in it that we don't even see it. And we're like, Oh, there's, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get a bunch of followers and I'm going to get this and that. I'm going to make this amount of money. It's going to be fine. And none of that is going to give you anything. So I think it's stepping back and observing your life, watching yourself as if you're watching a movie and see what you do during the day, see what kind of posts you do. And what is the intention behind these posts? Is it to feel, to get like, so you feel better or is it for your expression and you don't give a F right. If all of a sudden I'm not cussing, like I've been cussing all the time, <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> you don't care what people say, but it's just for you and also to enlighten people and to share. So I think it's really important that people um, take a step back, observe, and then there's really nothing that I can say. It's just a matter of time mm -hmm. because we all have to go through our own journey. And I get that. And I understand that. That's why I'm not bashing anyone. I'm just sitting here see, watching it because I've been through 
so much of it myself. And I get, we have to do that sometimes then to realize, oh wait, that's not making me happy. So it's the duality of being on earth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to go through the extreme in order to feel it. I mean, technically we don't have to, but as humans, we kind of created that construct so right. that we feel it. Well, and I think something that I have started doing because I'm still in that limbo between, you know, needing validation and feeling like someone needs to tell me I'm okay and feeling okay on my own. And so for an example, if I post something and I am noticing that I keep going back to Instagram, trying to see who's liking it, what are they saying, what's happening? I really get quiet with myself and ask, what do you need right now? Exactly. Like what is the intention behind it? Yes. Yes. Like do you need Connor to give you a hug and tell, tell you he loves you? Do you need to go take a bath and be with yourself and acknowledge yourself? Or do you need yourself yourself to acknowledge yourself? Yeah. And just be like, oh, okay. I feel myself. I feel my body. I feel good. And I think that has been such a beautiful practice for me to sort of let go of that need and just having the personal awareness of what's going on. What am I feeling in my body? What's this anxiety that I need to fill right now with someone else telling me something that's been really helpful. Yeah. Because, uh, all too often we feel like we're not enough. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you look at anything, it all comes down to self-worth. And if I just wrote a post the other day and it had something to do with, you know, community and tribe is wonderful and supportive and we all need that. But the reality is if you can't feel confident on your own, then you can't ride on someone else's tailwinds. Do you know what I'm saying? So community is great and we need that because we're not supposed to be in bubbles, but it needs to come from within. Mm-hmm first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And it really should. Now, actually, that reminds me of your South Node that I want to talk to you about, because I think this will really help you understand a lot of your journey. So um, in the chart, we have something called the South Node and the North Node. The South Node is a lot of your deeply ingrained behavioral patterns. So we are actually a little bit more of our South Node than we are our Sun sign. So yes, you're a Sag Sun um, and you have that flavor. Okay. So that's not going away, but I like to say in If I was teaching an astrology class, I would never teach them this, but just to put it in context for people to understand, um, our South node is like having another sun sign in a way, okay? Because we put that much emphasis on the sun sign. So being that you're a South node in Virgo, the South node talks about, again, our deeply ingrained behavioral patterns and energy that our soul is so accustomed to and used to, but we're also moving away from the shadow side. And so the journey is throughout our life, we become aware of what we're doing with the South node and there's also gifts with it. So it's not, we're not throwing it all away. Okay. But we become aware and then we move over, which is basically across the street into your North node. And this is your soul's purpose. You know, the whole chart is purpose, but this talks about one of the main reasons why your soul incarnated in this lifetime of what you're here for. So that means throughout your life, there's no cutoff. There's no, like when you turn 35 or 37 or 40, we're not going to master it because it's in our entire life. So we move in this direction and the universe is going to bring you opportunities and experiences and lessons of your North node, because it's like a magnet. And so you're magnetizing it to you because your soul said, I don't have experience with this. So let me learn about it in this lifetime. And so of course the universe is going to bring experiences to you because it's part of your soul contract. Okay. So with your South node in Virgo, South node in Virgo, the biggest thing is super hyper critical of self and really um, analyzing self. And you can have a lot of like analysis paralysis at times, needing perfection, needing it to be perfect, needing it to be exact, wanting more information, wanting more facts and facts and facts and facts. And 
and kind of going on that. And that's, it's very much connected to your um, intestines. And so there could be a lot of like anxiety and nervousness there. Okay. And so where you're learning, um, your North node is in Pisces, which is opposite of Virgo. And so you're moving into the realm of the invisible. So whereas Virgo is black and white, like we were talking Pisces is the gray. So Pisces saying in this lifetime, you're moving into the spiritual realm. You're moving into transcending the physical plane. You're moving into um, connecting with spirit guides, connecting with your highest self, connecting with your soul, understanding about sound healing and frequency. And so I know that you're getting in this, but as you get older, it's only going to get more. Okay. And that's the thing is like, we just we keep evolving into at the level where we're at. So it's going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're also learning to trust yourself, even if you don't have the facts or you don't have to be perfect. And it, it can be messy, right? That's, um, you know, the archetype of Pisces is first of all, that it's a fish swimming in two directions and that's one in the ethers and one on the earth plane. So you're kind of here, there, we're kind of everywhere, right? That's Pisces energy. Um, and so it's also the artist, it's also the muse, it's also just being free to express however you want and also channeling unicorns and, and trolls and, um, you know, forest nymphs and whatever it is that comes through because the world is full of all this. I mean, that's the quantum field, um, but we don't see this in the 3d, right? And so the Virgo and you would be like, I need the facts or this is sounds crazy, or this is not perfect, or I need perfection. It just, it needs to be exact. It's a, does that make sense? There's a yes. lot about perfectionism and people with that South node and Virgo are always so hard on themselves. And so I'm, I was looking at your chart cause I'm like, well, I want to see where a bunch of her squares are because our squares are our inner conflicts. And you actually have like two, three, four in the whole chart, which is nothing. Usually we have a lot of squares because squares push us to do big things, but that's our inner conflict. So I'm like, oh, okay, I actually think, and you have a lot of really positive, inspiring energy in your chart. And I think a lot of it is just making sure that you get out of that South node in Virgo, which is analyzing the F out of yourself, right? And criticizing yourself and it needing to be perfect and exact when you don't, you're not gonna have the answers. There's a lot you're not gonna know, but you gotta move forward into that and connect with the other realms. And it's also in the eighth house. So the eighth house is going deep into the psyche, going deep into shamanic work, going deep into the abyss, going deep into trauma, going deep into fears, going deep into, it's all the stuff of Scorpio that's hidden behind the scenes you're going in it. Mm. But, but I will say it wouldn't appeal to you if this wasn't here. So for someone else that might be like, oh my God, that sounds scary, but and maybe it's okay to feel fear, but this is what your soul wants. Mm -hmm. So really, if you move out of your way, this is your highest expression of love and joy. Damn. I feel all of that so deeply. Yeah. And I see it because yeah. I've seen the progression. Right. From when you first started, just even like your branding and how it's so much more free and open and creative and expressive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I do feel. Ugh, you caught me on a day, girl. I feel like I, I go in these waves of like complete understanding and open and fluidity and gray area. And then I just get, I feel trapped sometimes and it's, it's scary. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And why do I choose to be a leader in this and open myself up so that other people can also do this work? And it's, it's hard because it's like you, 
I talk to people like you and I'm like, yes, like all of that makes sense. I totally see that. I feel that so deeply in my body. And then I'm like, am I fucking crazy? Like, is there something wrong with me? It's hard. And I know that you've done this longer, so I'm sure you've been here too. It's like navigating the ego human experience and this connectedness that I feel. And I'm still struggling with the ebbs and flows of the in-between and how I can merge them. And that struggling with the ebbs and flows is truly the journey of life. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that because I think that's going to help a lot of people too. But I think it's really a matter of getting quiet with yourself. And you have to understand that your path is probably not going to look like you can't open a book of what do you want to be when you grow up and you're not going to find it in the definition. (laughs) I mean, nothing I do, there's no title. I don't even know what I do. I just help people and move into the quantum realm. And right, that makes me happy. But you have to be okay with being quiet and stopping the noise from outside but which really that's just a reflection and a mirror to your own mind. And that's that Virgo, that criticism, that constant, constant, because listen, I know what people think I do is nuts, but I do not care. Like, I don't know how else to say it. If people follow me, like I do not care. And I think it's in my human design that I really don't give a fuck what people think. Like I don't, because why would I care what you think when you can't even see what I see? And I don't mean to say I'm better. I just, I've had mystical experiences and you have not. So why would I even listen to you when I can see in the quantum realm? And that's my job here on earth. So it doesn't matter if someone thinks it's crazy because they're not living my life. And then once you really can come to terms with that and surrender that wrestling, because it's like, I know people talk, but I don't see it as much because I don't care. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's anything that we're feeling is really just this mirror to the outside world which is really just a mirror to the inside world. I was thinking this earlier when you were talking, this is the second time this has happened for me, actually third time happened with Dr. Lekos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it happened with this other amazing woman named Sam Stenson. But I like go to another dimension with people and it was happening with you earlier where it's almost like you're, you be to my world. Yeah. I, yeah. And this is very new uh, awareness for me, but it's like you become too different images of yourself. And so I see us having this conversation in another dimension and I feel like I'm floating and it opens up this part of me and it feels so if talk about coming home, it feels truly connected and and home for me. It also scares the living shit out of me because what I'm noticing, I mean, now three times this week that this has happened, that I'm attracting this energy that is opening me up. And it feels like it's blowing me wide open. And then I get so scared. Cause what I'm do like, you get scared about? It's not how I thought this was going to go. <laughs> it's okay. Shaman Derek, I cried on, he cried on um, when I was on his oh podcast. It's okay. Um, this is going to help people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm scared of like my own power and connection. Cause it's like, I know I have these abilities and I know there's something there, but I'm like, oh my God, but like, what, what is it? And like, what is it going to open up? But that's also the human mind is that trying to control Mm -hmm. and that's that Virgo energy and we cannot control what comes through and it's actually quite beautiful. So what are, what are you afraid? I'm curious if you don't mind me asking, like, what are you afraid of coming through that scares you so much? I think I have this fear of really embodying my power and my truth because it means that 
I'm not going to belong, which I've never belonged. I've been an outlier since I was a little kid. So I don't know why that makes me uncomfortable still. Cause that's kind of like my MO in this life, but yeah, it scares me and it scares me to shine. And everyone, everyone I've talked to in your space has said the same thing. Like attention, use your voice. People need to hear this. This is important. This is going to be a huge platform, all of these things, which feels really good. But at the same time, I'm so scared because if that happens, then will I be, will people still like me? Um, and the reality is some won't. Right. Which I've experienced for sure. And what, what would that do to you? Yeah, I guess it would just, it, it further confirms the idea that I'm not like everyone else. You're not I don't in the 3D in. box that you don't right. want to be in in the first place, wearing a suit and tie and going to sitting in a job for in a cubicle and nine to five and getting flu shots and, you know, getting all that. Um, is that what you want anyways? No. No. So that's what you're basically trying to make yourself still be attached to that vibration. Right. That's not you anyways. Yeah. And I feel that internal battle. Like I feel, I get, I hear messages constantly and it's in my right ear. My guides talk directly in my right ear. And sometimes they'll like shove my head down. So I will listen to them. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I hear you guys. But I feel like I have been fighting the messages I've been hearing lately. And even like last night I drank more than I wanted to. And I don't feel great today. And it's, I I feel myself self-sabotaging. Because I'm so scared of being that connected and I haven't been doing my morning practice and journaling and channeling and having my quiet time and really hearing spirit because I I don't know. I can't believe how scared I feel so scared right now. Right. And this allowance that you just have to embrace where you're at, because I think that there's a million people that are going to resonate with what you're saying And, you know, my situation was very different because I was scared for like a week, maybe when I saw the ghost or the spirit, but then I was like, oh hell, this is, you know, so my situation was different. I was so excited and I dove in, but the reality is most people are scared because you're leaving a consciousness that tells you to be one way and moving into another one. And so what I also skipped is talking about what happened in my thirties. And even though I was excited about it, it is shifting consciousness and moving into a higher um, dimension, which you're going through right now. It sometimes is emotionally painful, physically painful. We're confused. I mean, I spent many days crying in my bed because even though I loved my path, I couldn't fit in. And at the time, no one else was talking about it. So it was literally me and spirit. I was alone. I spent my thirties honestly alone. And people are like, how are you single? I'm like, I literally spent my thirties alone until like the end. And then my early forties, it's been the best time of my life. But I think that what you're going through is so normal. And I I can say to you, just let that go and surrender, but that's only going to happen at your own time. And you have to also be kind and loving to yourself and patient. So the more that you embrace your inner child and be like, okay, well, I am scared. And that's the reality of how I feel right now, even though it's not truth, it is your truth. And that's your story and your reality. The more you embrace your inner child and be like, how am I going to love you through this? And to understand that it might feel scary because you're moving from one dimension to another dimension, really. I mean, you're still here on earth, but you're shifting consciousness and you're just, I mean, that's what I heard right when I did your chart. It was like really needing to get out of your own way with um, any blocks that you were feeling. Like that's the one thing that you need to work through, right? And that's going to happen on your own time. Um, But it's really getting quiet and sitting and being like, they're... I mean, all the time on Facebook and Instagram, I get people disagreeing with me and saying this and okay, 
why does it really matter if they don't like me? Because the reality is I love myself. So it's okay if they can't see it, but it's like, I was thinking about this driving here. You can't make a fish understand what it's like to have legs. You just can't. They're not going to get it. So I don't waste my time trying people that are in a lower vibration and in a 3D vibration. And that that might be their journey and God bless them. And fine, who cares? I don't really care what people do. But I'm not going to waste my time if they're like, I can't believe you say this. That's not true. Okay, well, that's your perspective because you're basically a fish now telling me to not have legs. And when you have legs, you can't, um, you know, paint your toes. They don't know. They don't have it. So why am I going to take perspective from someone that is not seeing what I see. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. And I don't mean that in any disrespect. I don't mean this as I, I am almighty and enlightened. I mean this, that with my path, I do see bigger picture. So I just let people be where they're at. And then maybe in their next life, they're going to come back and be way quantum and way stuff, but maybe they're not supposed to in this lifetime, but that's not my problem. So I don't care if they don't like me Mm -hmm. because they can't see what I see. Mm. And then there's always more people that are, you're going to connect with. I struggle with that too, in accepting that everyone's on a different path, especially when it's family and people that you love and you know, at least I believe that everyone chooses this life and the experience they have Mm -hmm. and whatever lessons are meant to learn and whatever you don't learn here, then you'll take into the next life. And so it gives me a sense of peace, but it also, it makes me really sad. I'm like, Oh, but you chose this. But I also chose my experience and my Mm -hmm. experience has been hard too, just like everyone else's. And I'm sure people have thought the same thing about me. Like, oh, you chose to have chronic illness and be sick and deal with sexual assault and, you know, not feeling good enough about yourself. And so I understand that. But how, how does that work when we come into this life and choose the obstacles and the experiences in order to reach a new level of awareness? Well, the reality is with family, and I know that a lot of people are not going to agree with this or understand this, but the reality is they were just, especially the mother, was just our vessel to come through in this lifetime. And of course, there are experiences and we have karma with them and we have soul contracts and we're redoing stuff, but everybody is on their own path. So even if it's family, I mean, I don't talk about this much, but I do not talk to my sister. We do not talk. We cannot get along. She does not understand anything from my perspective at all. And um, we just do not see eye to eye. And she's stuck in a lower vibration victim mentality constantly. And we don't get along. And so I've chosen to just go about my life. And so of course it makes me sad sometimes. That's the reality. I would love to have a sister I'm close with, but right now at her consciousness, it's not going to happen. And I do see it from a higher perspective and I could have compassion, but she is deep rooted. There's so much anger in there and jealousy for me that she's unconscious of. So it's not going to change on that level. If I want to change it, I need to change it on the soul level and talk to her soul. It's not going to change on the human. But the reality is with that, me saying that is we get so attached to it's our husband, it's our wife it's our daughter, it's our son, it's our mom, it's our dad, and we own them, but we don't own anyone. And I know this is a very controversial topic and subject, and there's going to be people that like, I can't believe she said that. But the reality is we come in alone and we, and we die alone and we are here for ourselves. And of course we have contracts and they're mirrors and they're here for lessons and experiences 
you know, one of the biggest things with my family is learning forgiveness. Well, who the hell wants to come in life and learn forgiveness? I mean, that's like the most spiritual and not fun shit ever. Okay. Well, so I'm seeing that. So then I'm like, you know, working through this and trying, but the reality is we're here for our own journey. And if we enlighten people and we help them along the way, great. And if they see us and support us, even if they're different, great. But if they're not, then we just have to let it be as well, because sometimes they'll come around and then sometimes they won't. And sometimes we just drift apart. And the sooner you can come to terms with that. And I know it feels like I'm like a stone cold bitch and I don't mean it to be like that. Cause I'm not, I'm very sensitive. I have a cancer moon at 29 degrees. If anyone knows I'm extremely sensitive, but I also see it from a higher perspective of we get so attached to these things that we have to be on our journey. And that's what we're here for. Mm. So it's not for, easy. Yeah. And I think a lot of um, people in, in my community talk about being in relationship with someone and that they just, they don't get it or they're not also doing the work or they're not as spiritual. How do we navigate those partnerships? So that's a really good question. And I get clients all the time that say this. I mean, I will be a hundred percent honest when I say, I don't have a lot of experience with that because I've been single for a while, but also my relationships where I'm at in life, there's no way in hell I can be with someone that wasn't at my level. And that's why I know I'm waiting for my King to come in and we're just going to keep going together. So I don't know because personally I wouldn't be able to tolerate someone that's not now. Is that the most evolved answer? No, I'm just telling you my answer. So I don't have experience if I'm with someone and they're not getting it because I'm, I move so quickly that I'm like, I'm out. I, I, this is my plan. Like I'm very connected to my path. So my guy just needs to come with me and we go and we're going together. So I don't know, like that's the reality is, you know, I think that you can live by example. I mean, the more we te- tell someone like you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do that. It's never going to work. Right. But if you tell, if you show by example and you live in that space of you're just happy and you're in your true self and you're um, living authentically, then sometimes they might jump on board and they might see that because they want that vibration. They want that feeling, but it's also their journey. And that's why people that get married that are really young and they get married young, you know, I'm not going to say it's not going to work because anything is possible, but the reality is we change so much. So then come 30, 32, 35, are you the same person that got married at 26? No, you might have, have a spiritual awakening and be so different and in a different direction. And that's why sometimes you need to break up. You need to split up. It's not to say that that wasn't meaningful and beautiful for a time it lasted. I think we also have to um, shift our perspective on what relationship is. Like nobody likes to go through a breakup. I, I'm the first that I'm very sensitive and it, it's hard for me too. But the reality is I don't know if anyone's supposed to be with anyone for the rest of their life. If it happens, great. But we just grow so quickly that maybe we need to shift what a relationship is. And this is for coming from Taurus who I'm totally loyal. And like, once I commit, I commit. So, I mean, I have that frequency and I'm still saying this. Mm-hmm. Well, because societal programming tells us it can only look one way. Right. Like we literally have that belief, man, woman at altar, married for the rest of your life, because that's what it's been shown to us. That's the model. But we're learning that we're opening up to a higher realms of consciousness. So even in the next 10 years, so much stuff is going to look different. I even said this on Shaman Derek's podcast recently, we were talking and I think it's, it's very fitting. And that's why I bring this up here. Listen, I love men. I mean, trust me, I love men, but I said to him, I have no idea. I could meet in 10 years, 15 years, five years, who knows? I can meet a woman and we have this amazing soul connection. Then it's like, boom, 
It's just the way it is because we're moving out of like this whole masculine feminine. We're seeing that we're just souls and that's where we're moving to. So as much as I love men and I want myself a big thing to jump on, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm like, uh, you just, that's the reality of where we're going yeah. is because we're moving into more of less of the labels and more of to the soul connection. Yes. I feel that. I mean, you know, I feel yeah. that. is there anything about me liking girls in my chart? Oh, let's see. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. That's always a very good question in the sense of, and I've talked to a lot of my teachers and astrologers about it. And then sometimes when Venus is in contact or conjunction with Uranus, it could be like, okay, it can go either way. But you do have, I, I really think that it's more of a soul connection. There's a couple of things. One, Venus is squaring Jupiter. So this is just like abundance and it could be a lot of like excess. So that, but that can go either way. That could be a lot of men. That could be a lot of anyone, right? So I wouldn't say that was, is like specifically for women. No, um, I do see that, you know, with your North node in Pisces, you're moving into the spiritual realm. So when you get in the spiritual realm, you don't define things anymore. Okay. So not everyone with a North node in Pisces is, um, you know, going to like women or men or going to like men, but there's, you know, there's just archetypes and there's patterns there. And then on top of this, um, the other big thing I see is that you have so much Leo in your chart and Leo does want to be loved. And there is something to say about women and our nurturing. And I'm not, again, I wouldn't look at your chart and I wouldn't say a professional astrologer would be like, oh, you have a lot of Leo. So like you want to be with women. No, but if I'm just feeling into your energy and looking at your chart and combining the two, it's like, it really is a lot about nurturing. Mm-hmm. Now you do have um, the sign of cancer on your 12th house cusp. So that actually means that you lost family in a past lifetime. So there was something there. So I'm curious if you ever had any dreams or past life or experiences about losing children or losing family. Yeah, I, um, I, when I worked with Yarun, you saw Yarun, right? And did Who? your past life regression? Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, so when I worked with him, I saw my husband shot and killed in oh. front of me and I couldn't save him. Mm. It was actually Connor. Oh yeah. They usually come back. Which was so gnarly when I saw that. Cause they, I saw, so he was I, in that same, um, experience with Yarun. I saw the past life. It was like 1700s killed, couldn't save him. And then I saw the future and it was the same guy. I hadn't met Connor, had no idea he existed mm, yet. Yeah. And then five months later, he like came into my existence. Well, was he was like, in your oh, energy I've field. Seen you. He was in your energy field and he's just waiting to come into the 3D. What the fuck? Oh, it happens all the time. I know it's amazing. And he saw me on ayahuasca. Like, Before a, he knew you. Yep. Yeah. And then we got together and he looked at me. He's like, oh shit, that's the exact same woman I saw. During my ayahuasca I, I've heard so many experiences with people, they see their partner in ayahuasca and it's it, what ayahuasca is doing is just bringing down the veil. Right. So like, I've literally seen my husband as well. Mm-hmm. I've seen him smile at me. It's like, don't worry. And when I'm like crying and crying, I'm like, is this ever going to happen? And I've seen him and I'm like, okay. So he's in my field too. Uh-huh. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know? So yes, I did experience that. So my husband was killed in that lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's, you know, truthfully a part of your journey, which is about you honoring yourself. Mm. So I think that's, does that make sense? Like I don't yeah. know how to put it in words. Yeah. I think it's just part of your journey with all this fifth house energies is like your identity, your truth, your expression, your creativity. And there is a lot of nurturing and not to say that a man can't nurture because I've been with very nurturing men and it's amazing, but having this Leo, it's like, how do you feel supported? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, so, it's even, I mean, in a non-sexual way, just you sitting here and I feel very seen by you, Aww. which is why I feel like I can be, you know, like let go. 
I have that effect on people. Yeah. I feel like I've been holding back tears for the last like five days. Um, and I'll I'll explain that to you when we're not recording, but, um, I, I feel like this connection with women who can hold space and see me where I can, I feel really held and acknowledged. And I think that's, that's such a big part of it too. Yeah. And it's, it's partially to do with that cancer on your 12th house cusp there is a little bit of suppression of like the nurturing and that mother energy, maybe you didn't get it, but you're also here to share that because it's on your ascendant. So it's really important for you to share that out to the world as well. Yeah. yeah I feel that that's what I'm constantly yeah. doing. I'm the mom. Yeah. I'm also an Enneagram too. So I'm the helper. And the fixer. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So how do we take information like this and implement it into our lives, but not let it overwhelm us or dictate everything we do? Yeah. I love that question. And that's part of the reason why sometimes I'm like, I love astrology, but people are using it all the wrong way. So I need people to understand that it is a tool used to help you understand how you could step into a higher vibration that's going to make your life better. But it's not, we really, I mean, sure there's experiences that we have set up that we can't get out of. That's just the reality of life. But the more we learn let me say this, the more we bring the unconscious to the conscious, which astrology, that's its purpose, I see it as, the more we could ascend beyond that. So to me, it's just like, okay, these are your natural habit patterns. And until you become conscious of it, it's going to play out like this because you're unconscious. It's like, you know, it's like hitting a funny bone. Like your, your knee is going to like swing back up, right? If you hit it or on your arm or whatever. So until you bring this to your consciousness and then move above it, these are the patterns, but those patterns are, that's not who you are. That doesn't define you. That's when you're unconscious of it. Mm-hmm. So it's really bringing it to your conscious awareness and then moving beyond it. And that's actually something that I just came back from the Dr. Joe Dispenza event. And I loved it so much. And it was, my wheels were turning and my head was spinning and there was so much going on. And it's funny. He actually doesn't like astrology and he openly said it on stage. He's like, don't tell me about Mercury retrograde. Don't tell me that the moon is here. And You're like, was, I'll just be in the back. Yeah. yeah. No, but, it, but here's the thing. I, I mean, I talked to an astrologer before who's like, just so you know, he's going to say this. And I was like, oh, okay. So I knew that was coming. And here's the thing. I get why he says that because people do use it as an excuse. He also doesn't know the birth chart. I mean, he probably thinks it's like horoscopes, right? right. So he doesn't know, but I also don't agree that he should say that because there is, it's a beautiful tool. What he's saying is get out of yourself and go into the quantum realm with the possibilities because we get so identified with, I am Danielle. I am, I'll use my example. I am 41 and single. That could become a whole story in itself an identity that can keep someone single the rest of their lives. What he's saying is, and maybe that shows in my birth chart. I mean, I actually have a lot of independence in my birth chart. So if you know my chart, it's not a surprise <laughs> because I'm just naturally. So I'm bringing it to my conscious awareness. Um, let's just say this: some people need to work on being independent. I need to work on bringing in a relationship and making the space for it. Because if I'm just unconscious, I'm just running around the world doing my thing by myself because that's natural to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm using astrology to realize, okay, wow, where I'm moving to is relationship. Cause I see it in my chart, but I have to bring that in the consciousness. So let me get past Danielle, who's 41 and single, go into the quantum realm where all these men are ready and waiting for me and grab the one that I want and bring it in through my heart. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's why I, I, there's no, there's no shade. Like I, I get it. I get why he doesn't like astrology. I mean, he doesn't need to say that, but like, I get it to each their own. I would love to give him a birth chart reading. And actually my dream, I was giving him a birth chart reading. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. So, um, and he's an Aries. So 
I think he's, I think he's an Aries, but what he said is like very just direct and to the point, you know? So I get it. I understand why he's saying it. The point is to bring it to your conscious and move beyond it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's such a, it's a beautiful opportunity to, well, I think within wellness and something that I get caught up into. So we want it to look a certain way when it comes to wellness or spirituality. I take these pills and then I journal and then I light my sage and then I do, and it's like, oh, that's all very nice. It doesn't have to look a certain way. No. It's all what's best for you. Yes. And it's all just your own truth. Yes. And what feels right in your body. So again, I literally have this gene that cannot do what anyone else is doing. And it's just how I'm wired, completely wired. Um, My Mars is making the tightest square to Uranus in my chart, if anyone's listening. Okay, so that's a big thing. So I've never done the typical things that everyone does on the path. You just listen. It's the best advice I could give anyone. You just quiet your mind and you just listen to what feels good. Like we were talking about before about business. I don't run it with these certain funnels and these certain things and doing what everyone does. Sure, those things are gonna make you money and they're going to work and they're great if you wanna do them. But I literally run my business intuitively on how I wanna live my life and what I wanna do and teach. Mm-hmm. I don't do, you just need to do this thing for a month to get this type of money. No, I've never done that. And I've been super successful at this point in my career. So that's what I'm saying is you. there's no prescription. Sure. It helps people because some people don't even know where to start. So fine. I think it's a starting point, but you're beyond that now. Right. Maybe that was good in the beginning and, and absolutely has a time and a place. Yeah. Just like Western medicine. If we were getting a car accident, I really hope they're going to bring me to the emergency room because God bless them. I want them to pump me with stuff. So I live. Okay. But as you know, chronic illness, totally different story. So there's a time and a place for everything, but then you sort of move beyond it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Girl, thank you so much. You're welcome. This was amazing. And long overdue. I know. We kept trying to schedule. (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate you so much. I love what you're doing. I love, I love the intention you have in the work that you do and the lightheartedness and the joy and the playfulness that you bring to the work. Because I think even I, I take this so seriously sometimes. And it's really nice to have people in my life who can infuse that play. You need to play. Look at that fifth house of Leo. Come on. (laughs) You need to play. (laughs) You need to play. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me on. This was great. Thank you all so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you haven't yet subscribed, be sure to do so now and head to ratethispodcast.com slash Kelly to leave a five-star review. And as a bonus for doing that, if you send me a screenshot of your review before you submit, I will get you a little thank you gift in the mail. All right, we have another juicy episode coming for you next week, so stay tuned. And as always, if I can support you in any way, please reach out. Remember, I'm just a DM or an email away. See you guys soon.